Everybody, welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. I'm your host, Hannah Brown. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you all loved my episode with Moni. She is such a fucking star. Um, really quick before we get into the bravo of it all, if you don't follow me already, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and if you're liking the show, head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. And also, I just want to plug, and I did this on my Instagram a lot, but I also feel the need to plug this company here. I got a new candle today um, per Raven, aka Mainly Bravo's recommendation. Uh, I got a candle called, ugh, those feels from a company called Dear Sunday, and it is a black-owned business owned by Devin, and... Um, it was just the most beautiful candle experience, like start to finish. Here's what I love. Okay. First of all, I ordered it. It was shipping. I literally think later that day got a notification. It was already shipping. Um, the candles, you can get them in black or white, like glasses, like votives. So you have options. We love options. It has a chic minimalistic label. Also $18 candles, chic, delicious smelling candles with amazing throw, whether they're lit or not for 18 fucking dollars. I don't know about y'all. I have a couple nice candles and I do love them, but it's really stressful to light them because I'm like, I don't know that I can afford to replace this, but an $18 chic candle experience start to finish. Are you fucking kidding me? And what I really like about the scent that I got, ugh, those feels, um, it's, got notes of apple. So it's a little bit fruity, a little bit sweet, but then it also has notes of like amber and patchouli. So it's a little bit smoky as well. And it's the perfect candle for like a work from home work sesh. You could also light it while you're watching a movie or you could light it while you're taking a bath. It's the perfect candle to take you from day to night. So I just had to plug Dear Sunday because uh, we love to support black owned businesses and it was a truly an amazing experience start to finish. And the unboxing process was amazing. Adorable packaging, 10 out of 10 across the board. Let's get into Bravo. So first, let's start with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, Listen, y'all, I've been saying this for weeks, and I feel like I'm starting to get redundant. None of these shows are gripping me. Well, actually, no. First, let's just take a brief moment to celebrate how fucking amazing Real Housewives of Potomac was. I haven't watched the second episode yet. I want to wait until it airs. Um, even though it came out on Twitter early, but the season premiere was amazing. I didn't know how Real Housewives of Potomac could get better. And then Monique got a pet bird named T'Challa and put it on a leash. I mean, you can't make this shit up. A truly iconic show. So make sure to get into Real Housewives of Potomac. It was incredible. Let's get into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, y'all. So um, again, don't have a ton to say about this episode. I'm just going to give you my highlights, which mostly involve eating and shopping. Um, We had these two separate excursions happening at the same time. We had Sutton, Kyle, and Dorit at Dolce & Gabbana. And then we also had Garcelle, Erica, Lisa, and Denise wine tasting. And listen, as much as I love a tiara, and those Dolce & Gabbana tiaras were stunning, I particularly was attracted to Dorit's emerald green tiara. Um, 
as much as I love a tiara and I love shopping, the thought of going on a wine tasting in a cozy Italian basement with Erica, Garcelle, Denise, and Rinna is my true dream. Of course, we had Denise, though, being like, I have to learn how to say tequila in Italian. I was just like, you fucking would. Denise and her tequila and her allergies, I was exhausted. Um, but seeing them do this wine tasting... Ugh, reminded me of my Napa trip of yesteryear, RIP. I can't believe that it's already been almost a full year since I went to Napa. And I know that I brought up that trip so much that it irritated certain people. And I understand, but I have to say, wine tasting is like my all-time favorite activity. And I've never been to Italy and that's on my bucket list. God knows when I'll be able to go once again because of um, the garbage pail that is our leadership right now. Um, But... If you ever go to Napa, go to the following wineries. Feel free to write these down. Jarvis, which is like very fancy nonsense. I don't really know how we got in. Jake knew somebody. But Jarvis is like, it's like old school, like nerding out about wine. Like you're going to learn a lot about like the science of it. And the whole winery is like in a man-made cave. So you're like underground. It's like dark and cool and spooky and fun. And the wine's really fancy. Um, but Jervis, Jervis is like a nerdy but really chic uh, wine tasting wine tour experience. Then there's another winery called Italics, which is literally just like on a vineyard. And when Jake and I went, this like cool guy like picked us up in a Jeep that was like a very like Jurassic Park style, like top down or yeah, like Jeep, almost like a Jeep Wrangler and drove us through the vineyard and just like kikied with us about wine. And then he was like, hey, let's just like you're not here for, you know, me to talk. Let's just like eat some lunch and then drink some more wine. And we were like, okay. So it was like a very laid back vibe. And then my favorite winery that we hit was called Fontanella and Fontanella. It's like owned by this like young, cool couple. And it's literally just like you go and you drink wine, like out on a patio with just like the nice people who work there and like a dog. It's as if you had like a really chic aunt that just like casually owned a winery and you just like came over for the afternoon. Like it was the snuggliest experience. That was quite a detour. I miss Napa. I miss travel. I thought that wine tasting scene looked really fun. Um, Then we also had, we had this dinner scene Um, It all culminated into a dinner. Guys, I couldn't tell you what's going on with Brandy and Denise. I really couldn't. And I, you know, I follow all these amazing Bravo content creators talking about the Brandy and the Denise of it all. And who do I believe? And I'm like, what's what's even going on? What's even going on? But we had this dinner because that's how Beverly Hills goes. It's like filler, filler, filler. Then we get a dinner. Um, And as far as the outfits go, again, that's what mattered to me. I thought Erica looked amazing. I thought Garcelle looked beautiful. I didn't like the boots, but I loved her outfit like from the waist up. Um, I thought Rinna looked great. Sutton, on the other hand, looked like a doily, a disco ball, a pirate and a grandma's curtains had an orgy. I'm like, I don't care how much you spent on that outfit. It's it just is not cute. And then Kyle looked like she was going to a Tim Burton funeral. I'm like, when will you learn? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted with these looks. Then we have fucking Dorit. Again, speaking of exhausted, Dorit comes in late, which is just fucking rude. Just rude, plain and simple in her extras fuck outfit. And like you could tell, I mean, I'm happy that she felt good about herself. Like anytime a woman feels great about herself, like good for you. But you can tell that she was so much more into her look than everybody else. <laughs> She's like, well, everyone. And they're like, okay, you're fucking late. Like we're hungry. Um, oh, and then of course, meanwhile, we have Denise and her ponytail. 
She did a low ponytail this time, a spaghetti strap dress and a leather jacket. What does it matter? And they go to dinner and Denise is like, can I get a raw passano? I was stressed out for that server, too. We had Kyle ordering her salmon well done. We have Teddy being like, well, you know, I'm pregnant and I can't have raw fish because, you know, I'm pregnant and also I'm pregnant. And then we have Denise being like, you know, I have allergies, so no garlic, no red pepper flakes. And then Ren is like, I'll have the ribs. Um, and the server's like, oh, yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yes. I mean, you know that that server, she was getting her life waiting on these women. And I'm like, I, on the other hand, would have had a full-blown panic attack. I would have been like, no, have someone else do it. I had a hard enough time working Teddy's, you know, charity bike ride like I, over a year ago, almost two years ago. And all I had to do was stand at the desk and like keep an eye on their handbags. So I never could wait on these women. And then I believe we had another explosive dinner. Have to be quite honest with you. I zoned out. Can't tell you how this episode ended. Uh <laughs> I'm the worst. This is why I don't consider myself a Bravo podcaster because I don't care. Um, yeah, let's get into Roni, though. So we begin with Leah lifting up her cheetah caftan. Um, Luann smells Sonia's drink and she's deeply disturbed. She's like, that is disgusting. And I assume it was more Coca-Cola and rosé. And then Dorinda approaches Ramona, who is angrily chugging water on the beach, like laying on a chaise. Dorinda's like, you know, what's going on? And then Ramona's like, you're driving me crazy, okay? Drink some water. Drink water. And Dorinda's like, you know, you're being terrible. You're being terrible. And Ramona's like, you know, you're the one that has a drinking problem. You and Sonia, you should go to AA. It's so sad. It's so sad. And Dorinda's like, you're terrible. You know, I came down to talk to you as a friend. So she's pissed. She storms back up the stairs to um, Luann and Leah. And they're at the dinner table while Sonia is fully passed out at this point. And Leah's like, there's a difference between telling someone, hey, I'm worried about you. And then saying, hey, you've got to go to AA. That's just like a patronizing, disgusting thing to say to somebody. And then Dorinda's like, you know, you could be out of your mind. You know, I'd never say that to you, Luann. And Luann's like, well, I've already been to AA. Luann's like just trying to have a great time. Again, I love her energy on this vacation. And she's really just trying to like live her bliss. But the drama that's tornadoing around her. And I felt it's just, it's nonstop. And I felt bad for her in this episode because Dorinda fully came for her unnecessarily. Um, So Luann's going to try and diffuse the tension between Ramona and Dorinda and Leah. So Luann approaches Ramona on the beach. And Ramona's like, hello, hello. I don't drink. I drink water when I go out and I'm home by 12. And she dangled her Fiji water like a psychopath. Um, And Luann's in full mediator mode. Meanwhile, Dorinda is like, no. She really hurt my feelings when she said. She really hurt my feelings. Fully crying. And then Ramona's still talking to Luann. She's like, I'm sorry. You know, she has a drinking problem. She has, okay? She has a drinking problem. And Sonia, a problem too. And Leah, a problem too. And then I was like, well, maybe I have a drinking problem. But like, you better believe that if I'm going out or on vacation, like I'm going to drink. Like, probably not to that point, like, not to Sonia's water pill point, but, like, still. And I'm also like, Ramona, like, please don't act like you don't get fucked up on Pinot Grigio, like, five days out of the week. I'm not trying to, like, belittle anyone who actually struggles with alcoholism. I understand that that's an actual disease. I'm not trying to make light of it. But Ramona just being as judgmental as she is of everyone, just constantly throwing stones at glass houses. I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, you and your tiny Fiji water are exhausting me. Um... And Ramona's like, Luann, you and I are so normal compared to everyone else here. Okay, it's scary. No, it's scary. Um, And then Luann's like in her confessional, she's like, when I think of Ramona, I don't think of normal. 
Meanwhile, Leah and Dorinda are still chatting, eating, drinking, crying, living. And then Luann returns to the table and she kind of relays to Dorinda what she talked about with Ramona. And she's like, well, you know, she's judging you for your drinking and, you know, you, Leah, for your drinking. And Dorinda's like, you went to jail for drinking. You went to jail for drinking. And she's not saying that about you. And the editors trolled um, Dorinda by cutting back to her a mere 15 minutes before saying to Luann, you know, like, I would never say something new, but you're drinking. So Luann's trying to make it okay. But then Dorinda starts to get even more belligerent. Is like, you know what? I don't go to jail for drinking. I'll go to jail for drinking. And her hands are flying, which is when you know that Dorinda's drunk and or pissed. Um, and then Luann, like, gets defensive, obviously. And is like, don't kill the fucking messenger. And Dorinda's like, you know what? Anyone out past midnight is fucking and finding. Fucking and finding. Um, she's talked, she was insinuating that like Ramona stays out until 4 a.m. and basically just being like, she's a hypocrite because Ramona's out there getting drunk and getting laid like everybody else. Um, then we cut to the next morning. Leah had a fucked up spray tan moment on her neck, which is relatable for me. And Dorinda breezes into Leah's room the next morning in a sensible maxi dress with a gentle dewy glow. And Leah's kind of like, uh, do you remember what you said to Luann last night? And Dorinda's like, yeah, I remember what I said. Yeah, I drank wine spritzers. No, I wasn't drunk at all. I did was drink wine spritzers. Like, so nonplussed by the entire thing. And Leah's like, you know, Dorinda just can't be wrong ever, but she's wrong. So Leah's like fully on Luann's side because Dorinda was 100% shooting the messenger. Meanwhile, Sonia's tinkering around in their room, her and Ramona's room, putzing with her shoes. And she's like, I don't want you to take my shoes by mistake, but you may take my shoes by mistake. I, I probably took that note wrong. Um, and then we find out it's revealed that Sonia was on water pills and apparently it makes you way more fucked up and gives you drunken sailor walk. And Sonia's like, well, now we have our explanation. No, what? Oh, no, sorry. Ramona said that. <laughs> Ramona's like, well, now we have our explanation. No wonder she was whacked out of her mind. And then Ramona brings up what happened last night with Sonia spilling the beans from the... So Ramona's like, you know, we had a beautiful conversation when you were, you know, on your pills with a combination of the water pills and the Xanax. And then, you know, you, you I don't know if you remember this, but you spilled the beans. And just the flippant way that Ramona was like, Sonia, you spilled the beans because you were on a combination of pills, including Xanax and also drunk. I was like, this is wild. That like, wild. Um... And then we have a little gym scene with Leah and Luann and they're fully on the same page that Dorinda last night was out of line. So Lou wants to talk to her at some point. And then the gals are having breakfast. Luann and Ramona have a brief chat. And Luann tells Ramona like to talk to Dorinda and kind of fills her in on last night's events when Luann and Dorinda got into it. And, um, then Ramona, like, accosts Leah in the kitchen, just being so over-the-top sweet, like, literally, like, goo-goo-gaga, like a fucking baby, like a 63-year-old baby, being like, you know, I just want to have a conversation whenever you're ready, maybe on the couch, like, fully pouting her lips like fucking Addison Ray. My eyes rolled into the back of my skull and fell out of my butt, I swear. So then Leah's like, yeah, let's do it. So they adjourn to the couch to chat. And Ramona's like, okay, you know, I'd like you as a person. I think you have a lot of potential. Basically, she goes on, you know, a classic Ramona over-the-top apology. All this to say that Ramona's still mad about how Leah behaved at her party. And Leah's like, right, but like, what did I do? Because like, you must have been pretty angry to talk about my mental health. And Ramona's like, you know, like I said, I let my own head get in the way, okay? And like I said, you know, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. 
and you know again classic Ramona they hug Ramona does her over the top little suction cup with her hand on Leah's shoulder um, <laughs> and she's like you know what I made a molehill out of a mountain and I'm stupid lest we forget many many moons ago I mean there's been 200 fucking episodes of this show at this point but many moons ago Ramona infamously said you're making a mountain out of a whole mill <laughs> yeah you're making a mountain out of a whole mill and now she's saying she's making a molehill out of a mountain. She just can't get that saying right. There's a reason her and Jax get along so great. And a lot of reasons, actually. But one of them is that they can never get a fucking expression correct. Um, so, you know, Ramona does this over-the-top apology. Her and Leah embrace. We all know that Ramona's just a fucking terrible person and an asshole. And she'll be an asshole in the next five minutes. Because this show is a fucking carousel of the same episode. But again, Leah forgives her. They hug. And then the gals go to eat breakfast. Ramona's like, it's a new day, girls. And Sonia announces that she just threw out the water pills that she had been taking for, quote, years and years. She's like, you know, I just threw up. That was Ramona. She's like, I just threw out my water pills that I've been taking for years and years because, you know, I, I realized there's a side effect. I'm like, you've been taking these pills for years and years. How are you just realizing that that's a side effect? Like, I was very confused by that whole thing. Very flummoxed, if you will. Then we find out that for the day, Dorinda is playing this whole, like, camel ride cabana situation. Sounds great. And Dorinda's basically like, let's just let it go. To which Jake said, let's just ignore everything that happened. Because basically then Dorinda doesn't have to take any modicum of responsibility. Um, I've been using the word modicum a lot lately, but I was using the word monicum. Like I like combined the word monocle with modicum and I was like, I should probably Google what I'm saying. Cause I think it's right, but I'm not sure. And listen, I'm not someone who just likes to use words. I don't know to sound smart, but I really thought I knew that one. And then I Googled it and found out that it was modicum and not monicum. So don't make the same mistake I did. Cause I s- probably sounded really stupid. It was sort of like, you know, no shade, but like a Katie Maloney moment. Um, so then they're on the van ride to camel riding, and Sonia is immediately complaining about her stomach acid. She's like, nah, I already have stomach acid and sloshing around. And then Dorinda reveals that there's a nice dinner secretly planned to celebrate Sonia's birthday because she deserves it. So then the ladies arrive at Maroma Beach for the camel ride. And the land's like, oh, my God, these are some very large camels. And she immediately has Morocco PTSD from when she was almost flung off of the camel years ago. Um, and they very dramatically replayed that moment in black and white and slow motion. They really upped the drama for that flashback. Dorinda, however, is nonplussed by the camel. And she immediately makes a joke about riding beasts and nearing a few. Um, and then Luann mounts the camel and immediately like the camel rises and Luann just goes stiff as a board and like submits to whatever the fuck happens on this camel. But she gets up there and Ramona's like, no, I'm not riding a camel today because you know what? When I saw Luann almost get bucked off that camel in Morocco, I said never again. So Sonia decides to go on the camel ride, even though she gets the feisty camel. And Luann's having a great time, but Sonia's camel starts losing its shit, bucking. And Leah and Sonia get off. They are out. Also, I made a note that I liked Leah's pants. Um, it was sort of like a chino pant in like a nice green. Um, and then Leah's like, you know, I thought that riding a camel thing was something you do in Dubai, not Mexico. Never again. Meanwhile, Lou and Dorinda enjoy their camel rides. They're like, oh, the breeze is so nice. Mm. And Dorinda's like, you know what? I feel proud. I feel camel proud. Meanwhile, Ramona and Leah and Sonia wade in the ocean and Ramona's like, you know, no, 
the camels on the ends, they're the feisty ones. They're the feisty ones. And Sonia thinks that Luann and Dorinda are being high and mighty about the camels because, you know, she's like, you know, they think they're better at riding camels than us, but they just, they got the good ones and we got the bad ones. And I'm like, I can't believe these women are like in their 60s, assuming that Luann and Dorinda are like on their high horses or high camels rather just because like they continue to ride and they didn't. Like who thinks that way? past the age of 13 um then they get to the cabana and it was a gorgeous setup um dorinda says to lou you know i thought about john on the camel i thought about like one in the morning when i'm on john and i just wrote wow you know i woke up this morning y'all i wrote in my gratitude journal and i did not expect to picture dorinda fucking john at 1 a.m but here we are you know it's 9 21 p.m my time here in la and that's an image that was in my head once today it's kind of wild um you just never know where your day is going to take you um and then sonia in her confessional was like you know the camels are behind me look at this gorgeous table flowers and the view this is what i'm here for so it was this gorgeous spread Lou looked so fucking snatched this entire vacation. Her arms are like jacked. She looks so hot in her bikini. They sit down for hummus and guacamole. This whole situation looked beautiful. Um, Truly, like aside from my crippling fear of being on reality TV, there are certain moments on these shows, moments like these, where you're like, you know, eating ceviche out of a bottle where I'm like, uh, I could totally be a housewife. Like I could do the part where I get to wear incredible outfits, make a lot of money, travel and eat good food and drink good wine around the world like that. I could do. Um, then Dorinda and Luann talk again and Luann wants to clarify to Dorinda because she's not sure that Dorinda remembers last night, just like what exactly happened. And Dorinda immediately jumps on her and is like, no, no, no. I, I had three wine spritzers. I did I had three wine spritzers. I remember everything. And Luann's like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, ju- I mentioned the Halloween party. I, I didn't address your drinking. Like, poor Luann just gets fucking cornered by Dorinda time and time again just for trying to stand up for herself. Like, it's crazy. Um, and then Dorinda's like, I know, but I don't need you to be the messenger. And Luann's like, I told you a story and then you attacked me. So they get into it again. And it, I, I was confused by this. I mean, like, We all know Dorinda's not having a great season. She's being pretty fucking mean to everybody. And um, when she drinks, it only gets worse, um, I would say. But as far as Luann goes, it's like Dorinda's like, I don't need you to be the messenger. But Luann was literally just trying to mediate and diffuse the tension between Dorinda and Ramona by talking to both of them. I just don't understand how Dorinda is actually putting this on her, like putting what Luann relayed from Ramona to Dorinda like putting those words in Luann's mouth. It was wild to me. And it was so frustrating, like so frustrating because Dorinda just does not know how to take any sort of accountability and it just gets nowhere. Dorinda's like, you know, um, they didn't do it again. And Dorinda comes at Lou for the jail and the drinking. And she like refuses to listen. I was like, why are we here again? Dorinda's like, don't bring up my drinking. I won't bring up your drinking. Let's make a pact. Let's make a pact. So they make a pact. I also will say that Lou's makeup and her at-home confessional in this uh, episode under her eyes was not it. Um, it seemed like there was too much powder under the eyes that just had reflection, like reflective properties in it. Um, and it reminded me of this girl I knew in high school who was stunning, gorgeous, but she notoriously wore a lot of bronzer and then would put a lot of like powder under her eyes 
that would look wild when faced with like a camera flash. And especially, you know, these were the days of having your like Nikon camera on your wrist and then uploading the pictures to Facebook. Um, And so she would always have these like intense like powder white circles under her eyes. And that's who Lou was channeling in this confessional. Um, But she did look stunning this entire episode, though. Speaking of Lou, she decides to play volleyball with a bunch of dudes she meets on the beach. And Ramona's like, you know, I'll just stand here on the side. So coquettish. Um, Luann really gets in there. The ball ricochets off the net, hits Lou in the face. She descends onto the sand, but then handles it like a champ. She's up. She's at him. She does really great in the game. Um, she's, you know, who I always wanted to be. She's like the hot girl who plays sports. Isn't that always the dream? I always wanted to be the hot girl who plays sports. And I literally, I shit you not, have never been on a sports team in my entire life. And I probably will never be on a sports team in my entire life. So I was like, you go, Luann. Ramona, meanwhile, is wiggling and dancing on the side, so excited for Lou killing the game, wearing her little, Ramona's wearing her little floral, sassy one-piece hat combo. Really cute stuff. So then all the ladies adjourn to this festive fun dinner, and this man balances tequila on his head, which was insanely impressive, a whole bottle of tequila on his head. And actually, it reminded me of an episode where Ramona was like, light bulb on my head, Pinot on my head, and she put her glass of Pinot Grigio on her head. He had a light bulb on his head, tequila on his head. Um, there's a mariachi band. Everyone's dancing. Luann is twirling it up with the tequila man who works at the restaurant. And there is a significant height difference. As Leah so eloquently put it, this man is the height of her pussy. I think Leah just loves the word pussy. And, you know, God love her for it. Dorinda then makes a toast to Sonia. And she's like, 2020 is your year of good decisions, happiness, and freedom. And I was like... Did that make anyone else want to cry? Like, oh, Dorinda, what a sweet toast. But I got news for you. 2020 is no one's year. Um, Meanwhile, the same man, the tequila man, comes back with an insane stack of margaritas on his head. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if y'all ever read this book when you were little, but I had this book about like a man. I I literally don't remember anything about it, but it was uh, an illustrated book about a man who has a bunch of hats stacked on his head. This man, it was as if he had a stack of hats, but margarita hats, like seven margaritas on his head. I mean, I don't have to describe it. You all saw it. It was crazy. It was wild. Um, Ramona's like, holy moly. And Dorinda, they all take a picture with him. Dorinda's like maniacally smiling in the picture. She's like, she's so tickled by this entire experience. And I can't blame her. I was too. And I was watching it through my TV. And Leah's like, how do you get them off your head? And Luann's like, you know, if I ever do a cabaret show in Mexico, he has to be in my show. And I'm like, leave it to Lou to bring up the cabaret when literally it's that's we're not talking about that today. Um, And then little Miss Ramona, I believe, says head never looked so good. What the fuck, Ramona? It's like one second. You're like, I don't talk about vaginas. I don't talk about body parts. But then you're like, head never looked so good. Like, I'm so unclear. So unclear. Once again, I will bring up. I will do it every week. I will mention it all. Ramona in her fucking black negligee rubbing Mario down in oils. Like, where is the line, Ramona? What is it? I don't understand. None of us do. I'm exhausted. The dinner looked cute and fun, though. There was like a weird comment. Like, Leah's like, that guy at the bar looks like Pablo Escobar. And then someone said something about like criminals. It was an unwelcome little conversation. It felt weird um, and problematic. Sonia, there was... I will say, too, later in the scene, Luann wore a sombrero, which I also find to be problematic. Um, 
but then this whole thing about like the gentleman at the bar, one who looked like Pablo Escobar, maybe Sonia's like, it's no riskier than what Ramona does online. And Ramona's like, I tried. I tried that a year ago and it didn't work. And Dorinda's like, I don't think it should be so complicated. You try it. You smell it. You see how it goes. I was like, OK, here we are again. I'm not I'm not like Ramona here being like, oh, we're talking about sex. Uh, but like you try it, you smell it like these ladies, the things that come out of their mouths, I can never predict what they're going to say next. Then Leah and Ramona are at the end of the table and they bond over dating and emotional insecurities. They talk about motherhood, how Ramona forgave Mario. And Ramona's like, you know, I've always been a caregiver. I take care of my friends. And Leah's like, I'm not. And then Luann and Dorinda emerge from the bathroom. We see Luann first. She's in a sombrero with lights under a cape, singing happy birthday into a speaker, like a little karaoke speaker that you get for Christmas when you're a child and you just want to learn how to sing and you want to sing the Labyrinth soundtrack at full blast. Just me. Um, she comes out and she's like, happy birthday, dear senorita. And then Dorinda comes out with a head wrap of sorts and giant fake tits. And she's like, and we have sparklers coming out of the cake. Sonia motorboating Dorinda's tits. Um, this birthday dinner was a mess, but it honestly looked like a blast, a true blast. Um, the dinner's winding down and Leah's like kind of tipsy at this point because of the giant margaritas from that man's head. And Leah's like, Ramona doesn't wear diapers. Her pussy is tight. And Ramona's like, you know, can, you know, can we please not talk about body parts? If you and I want to get along, please don't talk about body parts. And Leah's like, it dramatically is like, if you and I want to get along, please talk about my pussy in a very vulgar way. And then Ramona immediately storms off and she's like, oh, there she goes. It's too much. I can't take it. It's too much. And Luann's like, just call it a JJ." And Dorinda goes, call it a nookie. And Ramona walks away. Leah gets up and she's like, Ramona. And before we know it, L- L- Ramona's like closing her eyes, like swaying with the band. And Leah approaches her and Ramona's like, don't talk about body parts. And Leah's like drunkenly trying to talk to Ramona and like assuage her. And Ramona's like, no, I don't talk about that stuff. I'm a good Catholic girl. Um, And Leah's like, you're turtle time, girl. You're turtle time for life. I mean, someone put that on a shirt. I'll take five. Um, Turtle time for life, baby. We see a clip eight hours ago of Ramona. I love when the editors troll all these women, but especially Ramona. We see a clip eight hours ago where Ramona talked about a stripper pole and then another occasion where she talked about sex and then another occasion where she talked about a dildo like at her birthday party. And Leah basically is like, okay, this is what's happening. Like I'm being held to a different standard than everyone else um, because, you know, she's hot and young. So she's petting her furry purse for comfort. And then Ramona comes back, performative as ever, embraces Leah and caresses her arm while performatively drinking water again. And she's like, no, you know, Leah, I love you. I love you. Let's talk about everything we talked about tomorrow. Okay. So Leah just keeps laughing. I think at this point, she's just like, okay. Like, I think it's just such whiplash between Ramona and Leah that Leah's sort of just desensitized at this point. So things seem calm. Ramona takes a bite of spicy food. We find out she doesn't like spicy food. A shock to no one. And Leah's like, I don't like spicy dick, (laughs) which I thought was so immature, but so fucking funny. And Dorinda's like, I think she likes to poke the bear. 
And that was pretty much how the episode ended. Um, Next week, Leah, I believe it's Leah and Luann run into two gentlemen on the beach who they eventually bring to the house. Leah makes out with one of them. Um, There's drama between Ramona and Dorinda. Ramona's like, we want to help you, okay? Um, I think they approach her about her drinking. And that was the episode. As always, what a wild time. What a time to be alive. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. I know that I'm like half invested in these shows at this point and I will be taking a break at some point. Um, But thank you so much for listening, for supporting the pod um, and for supporting me. Um, I hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.